ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Tuesday, November 2nd edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of this program by calling us on our White Claw phone lines. This hour opened at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. White Claw, hard seltzer. It is made pure. Also, we have a text line for you. We're going to open that up here right now. 304-523-2275. That is 304 304- Five two three two two seven five. So that's the text line, and I'm seriously going to open that up right now. What that means is I've got to boot my computer up and then go to the place I get the text. So that's the trick there. We have got coming up on the program this hour, Marshall volleyball coach Ari Agnes, the Thundering Herd in action this weekend opportunity for us to catch up with coach Agnes so I'm looking forward to that I want to get her thoughts as well volleyball's take on going into the Sun Belt I know this is a football move this is going to benefit the university as a whole but still I want to see what she has to say kind of get her thoughts on the new opportunities that are going to be presented to her and her team. We're going to hear also from Coach Huff a little bit later on about those opportunities. Uh, We'll get a preview of FAU, find out a little bit about them, what they do on offense, what they do on defense, what makes them kind of tick, why they're being successful right now. Also, uh, we're going to talk to Coach Huff about joining the Sun, about what that means for recruiting. I'll leave it for you to find out about. Let's just say that. I'll leave it for you to find out about. And, of course, uh, I uh, I kind of I wanted to find out about the benefits, long-term, short-term, the Sun Belt. So we got a couple of recruiting questions, in, and that was my contribution to that. We'll hear that a little bit later on. Uh, we're going to hear uh, just a, a couple of comments from Tavion Kinsey. On the uh, back end of the show, Marshall beating Davis and Elkins uh, in exhibition on Sunday. And uh, I want to get Tavion's thoughts about uh, his performance. Uh, we're also going to find out about what the basketball team, at least, has been talking about when it comes to the Sun Belt. So all of that's coming up. As I mentioned, the text line, we're going to open that up for you. And i give it to you one more time. 304-523-2275. So that's our text line. I'll have that open for you here momentarily as uh, we'll start getting your text in. Uh, we have got a lot to get into, really. I don't know if we're going to get into all of it today, and that's a good thing usually for me because we can talk about Marshall men's soccer first. We can talk about conference realignment. I'll tell you what. Coach Grassi is going to come on the program tomorrow, so let's talk soccer first and kind of give you an idea of what we're going to talk to Coach about tomorrow. Marshall wins soccer, sweeping the Conference USA Weekly Awards. Those come out today. Graduate student Pedro Dolabella, named Offensive Player of the Week, and senior Nathan DeSantos earned Defensive Player of the Week honors. The second weekly award this season for both players, Dolabella on October 5th and DeSantos on October 12th. Marshall, now ranked number one, by the way, in the United Soccer Coaches NCAA poll. Number one team in the country once again. Marshall has had players earn a total of eight weekly honors from Conference USA. Four on offense and four on defense. So Marshall's soccer is really, once again, showing itself to be the class of the conference, of course, there's a roadblock 
that the Thundering Herd must address. Marshall going on the road as the number one team, wrapping up the regular season on Friday against number 19 FIU. Uh, this is going to be for the number one seed in Conference USA. Also, it's going to be for the regular season championship. No matter what happens, Marshall is locked. Is Marshall's going to be either one or two. Marshall's going to be locked. So there's no chance of missing out on that first round bye. However, you'd like to be the regular season champ, right? I would think so. And then go in and try to win the conference tournament yet again. Should be fun these next few weeks for Marshall soccer and all that's coming up. Uh, yesterday, we didn't get a chance to get into this yesterday. So I want to make sure that at least we talk about it. You try to find some positives in a season for Marshall, whatever the sport may be. Some sports are a little further along along the journey than others. Women's soccer program, maybe not as far along on its journey as the men obviously are. But there's some positives to take away from the season. Marshall women's soccer senior midfielder Kat Gonzalez, junior forward Morgan White, and freshman forward Meg Jarvis all earning Conference USA honors. That came out yesterday. Gonzalez and White named to the third team, Jarvis to the all-freshman squad. And you think, okay, third team. That's still a big deal. You made a postseason team. Not everyone can be first team. Not everyone can be second team. There are a lot of people right now that are not even third team. And Marshall gets a couple of athletes named to the third team. And then you have Jarvis being named to the all-freshman squad. So, that's a plus. That means coaches. That means people have taken notice of some of the performances from the Marshall women to name Gonzalez, White, and Jarvis to those respective teams. So some positives there for the Marshall women's soccer team. Now, on the flip side, I want to talk to you about conference alignment. Once again, we have got more coming out. We touched on it a little bit yesterday. Marshall... Leaving the Sun Belt, I'm sorry, Marshall leaving Conference USA for the Sun Belt. That would be breaking some news, wouldn't it, if I just came out with Marshall leaving the Sun Belt? Haven't even got in there yet. Marshall's leaving Conference USA to join the Sun Belt. And so that leaves Conference USA standing at UTEP, Louisiana Tech, and FIU. Now, I know there's some grumbling it's all social media. I'm sure there are some people not happy with Marshall right now just because Marshall and Western Kentucky have this really nice thing going. And I've seen a few Western Kentucky fans kind of perturbed about this because Western Kentucky is getting left behind. Western Kentucky, bad blood with the Sun Belt, it seems. Same with Middle Tennessee. Uh, from talking to a couple of people, not necessarily directly in the athletic department, but close enough to tell me that the way the Sun Belt went down with those teams earlier, both from Middle Tennessee and for Western Kentucky, this is not the Sun Belt that once Western Kentucky was in or Middle Tennessee. It's a lot better league now, better leadership, run much better. And we've seen the results so far, how well the conference has moved along. I mean, we could say the same thing for Conference USA. The leadership has kind of faltered. It's crumbled. Members have left. There's no direction right here in Conference USA. So Marshall moving on to the Sun Belt because of Marshall's brand, Marshall's value, 
Others saying, well, Marshall's just getting a lifeboat. And of course, Marshall doesn't have to pay entrance fees into the Sun Belt. That's saying something. That says a lot about how much the Sun Belt valued Marshall. Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee sort of left out in the cold along with these other teams. Now, those teams might be going to the Mid-American Conference. Not a bad move. The Mid-American Conference is stable. Mid-American Conference is a league that has an identity. Going to be bussing a lot, sure. How much national prominence will you get in the Mid-American Conference? I don't know. If you're Western Kentucky and you're middle and you're pretty successful, maybe you get some national prominence there. You could do some things here. Coach Huff had a really good quote about what recruiting and conferences really mean, what conference affiliation means for recruiting. So we'll talk about that later. So Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee, if those programs take care of business, start winning, going to be fine. TV deal will be okay. It might be better than Conference USA in long haul here. So keep that in mind. So Conference USA is down what? UTEP, Louisiana Tech, FIU. And now there are reports that you can see New Mexico State join. That would be good for UTEP. You could see UConn, UMass, maybe in a football capacity only. You could see Liberty in this league. You could see Sam Houston State elevating that program from the FCS, defending FCF champion, by the way. You got North Dakota State that's out there, Jackson State. I'm sorry, Jacksonville State. You got Jacksonville State that's out there. So you have some opportunities to elevate some programs, bring some programs up. And I look at these lists and I look at these programs and I'm thinking, there's really nothing you can say about these schools. If you're looking at this objectively, that's negative. At the end of the day, some programs are going to be better than others as far as football is concerned. There's nothing you can truly say that's negative about UTEP. You just don't like the travel. You don't like the travel in this league, and the travel is going to get worse in this league, it seems. And that's Conference USA's identity. It, it's Conference USA, and boy, are the schools spread all across the United States of America, right? At least it's not West Coast bad, but you're going to have some crazy travel here. That's why I think Marshall's in a better position with a league that has a, a really strong identity, a competitive brand. I just don't know what Conference USA is going to do, but you've got UTEP out there struggling trying to find a a home or stay in the home because UTEP's on an island. And then you have Louisiana Tech, which by all reports and indications, Louisiana Tech shot itself in the foot with the other schools in the Sun Belt years ago. Now, if I say something maybe not very complimentary of the Mid-American Conference, I'm having a conversation talking to you. And if I say something not really flattering about the Mac, maybe, or Conference USA. I'm giving you an opinion. You're tuning in. Hey, what's Paul think? What's his opinion? What's the reasoning behind his opinion? You, you, know, you expect me to back it up, not just blurt it out. Oh, the Mac's terrible. Well, why do you think the Mac's terrible? You expect that, and hopefully I give that to you so we can have a conversation. Now, if you're Louisiana Tech and you start bad-mouthing the Sun Belt, and one day the league you're in, the ground starts to fall apart and you need a life raft. I mean, seriously, you need someone to throw you a rope so you can get on the life raft. And you're looking around, where can we get that life raft from? Who can throw us some, the rope, pull us in? Ah, there's the Sun Belt. You should have said what you said about them. 
big difference there. You know, institutions have to maybe hold that disdain a little bit. You, you don't want to be that public about, oh, we don't like them. or yeah. You can have rivalries, but from an institutional point of view, everyone's trying to compete. Everyone's trying to do what's best for the student-athletes. And yeah, I, I think you got to be careful with your positioning. Because if you're not well-regarded as a— as an athletic department and institution by other institutions in your proximity that might be able to give you a lift up, uh, you're going to be sitting in Conference USA with, uh, with UConn, UMass, Sam Houston State, traveling all over the country, Jacksonville State, UTEP's out there in an island. You can't do anything about that. You can't just pick up UTEP and move it. I mean, you could, but it wouldn't be UTEP anymore. Get my point. All right, we're going to hear from Coach Huff when we continue. Get his thoughts on FAU. Look a little bit ahead towards the matchup this weekend between Marshall and Florida Atlantic. Also, we're going to hear from Marshall volleyball coach Ari Agnes. She's coming up on the program. We're going to do all of that when we continue here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. The touchdown squirrel missed curfew Saturday night, so he will not be traveling with team to FAU. It was a tough decision, but discipline is important in our program. Um, they said he went out to some Halloween party and, and, and really didn't make good choices and decisions and missed curfew. So um, hopefully we'll have him back when we return to the Joan. Hopefully he learns his lesson, um, but we're going to have to work without him this week. The squirrel continues to be prominent in Marshall athletics, including today's presser as Coach Huff indicating that some discipline had to be administered to the squirrel. Unfortunately, squirrel breaking team rules and breaking curfew, not going to be accompanying the trip. I'm, I'm disappointed that the squirrel's not going to be on the trip to FAU. Welcome back. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Coach, I'll give him credit. He sold that well initially. He gives us the opening statement, talks about a few things, and then he pauses, hey, before we continue, I got to give some bad news. You know, we're pretty transparent here at Marshall. And then he drops that on us. And then I decided, okay, I'll ask the first question. I, I, I'll follow that. And that was where we begin with our weekly look at Marshall Athletics with Marshall football coach Charles Huff looking at FAU. FAU coming into the game with Marshall as uh, one of the better teams in Conference USA. Five and three overall, just like the Herd. Three and one in league action. Important game here between these two teams. FAU's been pretty successful on the season. So has Marshall. So what is FAU doing to be successful? Coach started to break it down. and We'll start with the offense offensively, you know, it starts with their quarterback, Perry. You know, he's done a really good job of distributing the ball in their system. Um, he runs well enough with his feet to create some plays. Uh, we talked about one of the things that we needed to do last week that we didn't do great was kind of staying in coverage and scramble situations. Um, this week is really going to be a challenge because he is athletic enough to move around and he keeps his eyes downfield. Um, so he can. they've hit some big plays on scramble drills, which we're going to have to be prepared for. Um, their running back forward is, is kind of Mr. Electric. I mean, they, they find ways to get him the football in space. 
um, and he has the juice to take it the distance. So those two guys on offense uh, really create a lot of challenges for defenses because you got to be able to maintain and cage the quarterback with also setting the edge on the defense to make sure um, that their running back doesn't get in space. Um, he's going to really challenge our linebackers in coverage. Um, they have to do a really good job of, of fitting his hip and tracking him and making sure that they do a really good job down the field in coverages because he's really good at catching the ball as well. Let's flip the script now. What does FAU offer on the defensive side of the ball that you got to really pay attention to and worry about? Defensively, they're, they're stout. Probably uh, one of the better defenses we've played all year from a consistency standpoint. Coach Stoops and I were together last year at the University of Alabama uh, where he was an analyst. Um, his defensive mind, you can see by the way they play some of the things that he's been uh, known to do. Um, and they're playing with a lot of confidence on defense right now. They've got a nose guard, um, Anderson, who's, who's huge in there. Uh, we're, it's going to create a challenge for us one-on-one -on -one with the center um, and our combo blocks trying to get movement. He does a really good job of getting up the field. He's athletic for his size, um, and he creates a lot of issues because he, creates, he eats up a lot of space in there. Um, and then on the perimeter, um, their DB, Gilbert, is probably one of the better DBs we've played against um, from a coverage standpoint. Um, he can run, he's long, he plays with confidence. Um, you can tell he's a veteran because he's got some savvy. Um, he can track the ball in the air well, does a really good job of attacking the ball. So from a pass consistency standpoint, last week I thought our receivers and quarterbacks did a really good job of being consistent. Uh, we didn't have the you know 500, 600 yard, seven touchdown games that you know people blink their eye at. But I thought Grant played one of his most consistent games all year. You know there were no what the hell moments in there. I love that. What the hell moment? So no what the hell moments in there. That's high praise from a head coach. He didn't look at the film and go what the hell. Far as Sun Belt, let's change gears just a little bit here. You look at everything that's happened this week and the news the following week, previous week, all of this sort of maybe the game's gotten forgotten a little bit. The buzz has been there. We've been talking about the Sun Belt a lot. And the Sun Belt in our mind means hey, Marshall's going to be more visible, right? Marshall is going to be out there more. Kids can watch Marshall on ESPN. Yeah, anything that we can come out with to make it really, I don't know, justify the move in our minds. Marshall's going to sunbelt. This, this is, oh, it's going to be so much better. And there are a lot of things that are going to be so much better, right? And you think, well, that means recruiting is going to be so much better because kids, kids don't want to come play in Conference USA. Kids don't want to go and be in Conference USA and have their games on stadium, on Facebook. Kids, Coach Huff basically said, wait a minute. It's great to be in the Sun Belt, but it doesn't mean all that for recruiting. And he laid it out what it really means recruiting-wise now that Marshall's going to be a member of the Sun Belt. I think, although um, joining the Sun Belt is a phenomenal um, move for our program, our university, our fans, the recruits don't really, they, they don't really know the difference right now. Um, because again, 90% of recruits in the country are picking a school 
for what those, that school can do for them, what resources it can bring, what's the relationship with the coaches, what type of offense, defense, um, how fast am I going to play? Um, they're not picking a school by saying, you know what, I really don't want to go to Marshall, but because they're in the Sun Belt, I'm going to go to Marshall. Um, and I've been blessed enough to coach in a lot of different leagues. The only league that uses the league letters as a representation of why don't you want to play in this league is the SEC. Other than that, you're recruiting guys. Guys are selecting schools. You know, what's the academic standards? What does it bring me value outside of football? What are the people like? Uh, once they get here, joining the Sun Belt is going to create a lot more resources for them. Um, so, you know, when we get into that, our resources will improve. You know, obviously we've got to put a lot of, towards getting up to, to par with the other Sunbelt schools. But from a recruiting standpoint, most of these kids are picking schools based on what can that school do for me, not what can that conference and schools in, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Instead of, hey, I, I can't go to Marshall because Marshall plays in Conference USA or, you know, I really don't want to go to Marshall, but – it's in Conference USA. Wow. No, none of that's happening. He's out there recruiting. He's talking to these kids. What can Marshall do for you? Not what can Conference USA or the Sun Belt do for you. But there are there are value propositions here. There's a lot of things that are positive about this. And I wanted to ask Coach just to kind of expand on that a little bit so I asked him to talk about the short-term and the long-term benefits here of Marshall being in the Sun Belt, and he laid it out pretty pretty well for me. I would say short-term, you probably get a wider net recruiting because now the areas that we're going to be recruiting against are probably a little more populated than some of the other areas that we were, were in, in in the Conference USA model, if that makes sense. You can dig a little more into the Carolinas. Um, you can dig a little more into Louisiana, Arkansas, Texas, because obviously you got a little bit more, you know, schools that you're going to face are a little bit more in that area, if that makes sense. It also creates a little bit of value for us because – if I'm correct, we're the most northern school in the Sun Belt. So now not only can I dig into the southern schools where those other schools are recruiting, I can go north where those other schools may not be as much, if that, if that makes sense. So in the short term, I kind of get to pick from both sides. Um, in the long term, it's going to create so many more resources here at Marshall for the kids that do choose to come to Marshall. What does that mean? There's going to be more staff members. There's going to be more um, nutritionists. Their weight room's going to improve. Our facilities are going to improve. Um, so now when they get here, they will be taken care of at a higher level, obviously competing with the other schools and what they have and what we need to do to get to, you know, even with them, that's going to create more opportunities for help for our guys, learning specialists, uh, mental health, all of those things that ultimately holistically will improve the player. Coach Huff breaking it down, what the benefits of being in the Sun Belt mean for Marshall and mean for the student-athletes. When we turn our attention to Ari Agnes when we come back from break, I'm going to ask her a lot of things about upcoming opponent. We're going to preview that matchup. We're also going to maybe kind of get her mindset on this entire move. We've focused on football. We've focused on soccer. 
And we'll do that tomorrow with Chris Grassy, head coach of the Marshall soccer team, the men. But we haven't really started to dig into yet what this means, this move for the other Olympic sports. And now I know some of you, and I've, re- I've, I've really read your messages on social media. I know how you think. Some of you are like, look, this is football. Just deal with it. It's football. I mean, I even saw some of that for soccer. I've seen some say, hey, look, soccer will be fine. This is football. Get Marshall in this conference. And I get that. I really do. You're you're thinking about what this means for the football team. But I think this is a good move for all the other teams. We'll hear what the benefits of this move means for volleyball. And, of course, look ahead to this weekend's action Marshall Volleyball Coach Ari Agnes joins me on the other side of the break here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Yeah, we've been talking about football and Sunbelt, football, some basketball. We've been talking about that for several weeks now. And you know what we haven't talked about? We haven't talked about Marshall Volleyball. Thankfully, uh, I can correct that right now with the head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team, Ari Agnes. Uh, She has agreed to be on the program after I've ignored her for two weeks. Uh, She's back now. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I I have ignored you for a couple weeks, and I'm very sorry about that. You are forgiven. Mistakes happen, you know? They do. They do. Plus, you didn't have any matches last week as well. So uh, I think you contributed to that a little bit. I think maybe just a little bit. Maybe just a little. Just a little bit. How was trick-or-treating Halloween? I saw some of the photos. <laughs> it was really cool. We were able to have the team over to the house. We painted pumpkins, uh, made some chili, and then they handed out candy to some of the kids. It was really awesome. It was something that, like, you know, I think that you get caught up and forget that these young human beings are just that, young human beings that, that are still kids and still want to have fun and still want to – do things that they maybe did with their families or their siblings or cousins. And, and so it was really nice. Um, it was, it's exciting to have them around. What kind of candy? I'm going to ask you, uh, you cut out there a little bit. Sorry. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I thought you had stopped. You cut out. I didn't mean to cut you <laughs> off. Uh, no. I was going to ask no, no. you what kind of candy were you handing out? Other, I mean, were you handing out little bowls of chili also or just candy? <laughs> No, just candy. And I think that the sour ones were a really big hit. I'm usually more of a chocolate person, but it seemed like the sour ones were the go-to. What was your favorite candy? Because I know you you also went out, right? Did you go trick-or-treating? Did you go take your uh, your, your newborn out, show <laughs> your child off to the world in costume and get candy? Did you do that? We did not. He can't eat the candy, so it kind of feels wrong trying to take the candy. Well, the whole idea is to look at my beautiful brand-new child here, give me candy. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree, but he, you know, he did great. He was a little Dalmatian, and and we kind of coordinated in that way. But no, it was a lot of fun. It was a really, really good, relaxing weekend off that that hopefully geared us into a position to be ready for this weekend. You're in action back at the Henderson Center. This is going to be um, bittersweet because uh, you're wrapping up regular season. The good news is, though, it's not the end of the season for you, but it is um, the home slate is going to be uh, probably bittersweet just a little bit. Yeah, you know, we're, we're losing five really, really good pieces on the floor, off the floor. Um, 
so it, it's going to be sad. It's going to be, you know, and, and we need to win to get into the conference tournament. So it's going to be exciting how competitive it is. Um, it's going to be exciting how, how much we have to gain, not what we have to lose, but what we have to gain with this weekend um, to be able to hopefully kick the seniors off with two wins at home to then um, secure us into the conference tournament. So it's, it's exciting. It's not a nervous um, feeling. It's, it's very much like let's, let's get put to the test and, and see what we can do. FIU's your opponent. Talk to me a little bit about what the Panthers bring into the Henderson Center and what the challenge is there for your squad to be victorious. Yeah, so, you know, against Charlotte, we did not do a good job defending the outside attack, and um, it kind of opened up a lot of weaknesses for us, but by having the the open weekend, the bye weekend, we've made some really huge adjustments and some big changes to be able to kind of formulate that because FIU is outside heavy as well. Um, they rely heavily on two specific people, and, and they get them the ball a lot, front row, back row, kind of find them everywhere. Um, they're really big, so we've got to be fast and not slow, and we're, we're going to try to beat them on speed um, rather than just really, really high sets. So I think that the changes that we've made, you know, in practice they've looked great, and and things have looked really, really awesome, and we've flipped some people around and added some people, and so we've made really big changes because it didn't work against Charlotte, and Charlotte's a great team, but FIU just beat them on the weekend, so we've got to make changes in order to to pull out the win for sure. Does that help you a little bit to have that? okay, we've got a week off, they played our previous opponent. I can look at all this now and put it all together. Am I overthinking it as far as what the process is? Nope, that's exactly right. Like We we stayed and just watched the games Friday and Saturday and made sure that we understood because we had just lined up with them. So it's easy to be like, okay, well, that makes sense that that ball fell or that that ball didn't fall or how did they not get Charlotte to do X, Y, and Z? And and so we've, we've studied it beyond measure, but then we also had, you know, a full week to change the lineup. And, and we have, we have, we've made some, some personnel changes, some, some different kind of adding another hitter into some mixes. And, and I think it's going to benefit us. But if we did, if we would have played last weekend, I don't know that we would have made those changes because we wouldn't have had enough time for such big dramatic things to happen. So I think it really, really worked out in our favor when our bye weekend was. Ari Agnes joining me, the head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team. You're back in action against FIU Friday and Saturday. Now that you've gone through this a while, you have back-to-backs, but on different days, Friday and Saturday. Do you like this more? Are you you really in tune with the way that the schedule is uh, played out, the back-to-backs, same opponent, different days? You know, I think yes and no. Um, I think one of the really cool things about, you know, my first year where you didn't do this, is that you just had to get by them one time, right? And so now there's like a weird kind of like, okay, you get by them on Friday night. Well, now you've got to figure out how they're not going to pick you apart after just playing you, you know, 12 hours before. Um, so I think that it takes, you know, I think it, I, I think I enjoy a lot more playing everybody for sure. Um, I think that I don't love the travel. So I think it's probably 50 50. I love that you, you know, you're in the same place twice, so you don't have to go on the road on that middle day and and fly or drive somewhere. Um, I like those benefits a lot. Um, But I definitely miss being able to play the west side of the conference and to be able to kind of stack up our entire conference to see who really are the better team. You mentioned travel, so I'm going to go jump ahead on uh, on the topic sheet. If you, were pay- if you were paying attention earlier to the show, I know you're busy, so you might not have me tuned in. I'll forgive you. Something happened earlier uh, you know, in the week. Yeah, you know, There's some couple of things that are happening. Um, 
you know, first of all, a squirrel has taken over the uh, the mindset of all martial athletics. A, a squirrel. I, it has. I saw that. That was that was pretty intense. Yeah, uh, and we found out today, Coach Huff had to discipline the squirrel. Uh, got got a little full of itself. Uh, broke curfew. So not on the trip. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's not good. Not Can't good. It, um, also, Marshall named a new president. I, I don't know if you caught that, if you, if you missed I that. Did. I did catch that. Okay. I, I didn't know if you were aware. I mean, it, it really is kind of low-key. Not much has been said about it. <laughs> and, um, <Yeah. laughs> and, oh, by the way, uh, Marshall's joining a new conference. I, I don't know if you caught ah, that. That was low-key no, as well. I missed that one, you know. Didn't, didn't see anything about that. No, I'm sure no one has talked to you whatsoever <laughs> about this move, uh, what that means to uh, Marshall Volleyball. Uh, of course, uh, you are in those conversations as well. From an athletic department standpoint, it, it feels like this is a great move. Now for Marshall Volleyball, what does the future look like in this league? I know you can't focus too far ahead, but you – you don't live in a vacuum here. You know what's going on over in the Sun Belt. So you, you can at Correct. least put together uh, an idea of what it's going to be like once it, it's all put back together and this is the new Sun Belt, including Marshall. It's exciting. Um, I think for everybody it's exciting. I think that you can look at all different aspects, whether that's recruiting, whether that's just pure competition. Um, conference USA is, is a great volleyball conference, but when you lose the, you know, the teams that ran out of it and early, right. Then, then you don't have that. I think that the Sun Belt brings a different type of competitive advantage for us. And I think that it's one that we can compete really highly in. Um, but I also think it's going to be tough. Like it's, it's, it's a really competitive volleyball conference. So it was exciting when, when I heard that this is the move we were going to make, it was nothing but really really awesome news because from a recruiting standpoint, um, you know, I think that when you go against, having what five schools in Texas and you want to try to pull out of Texas, well, why would they leave when they could pick one of the schools in conference USA? Um, but I think that it will kind of open up geography for us being the most Northern uh, school here in the Sun Belt that we can hopefully pull the Chicago's and the East coast and all of that stuff, pull them down just a little bit. Um, but it's exciting. You know, I think that anytime change is good. And, and when you get a new president, that's going to be an amazing move for us. And then you also get, you know, a new conference all in the same week. It's just like all good things are happening here. So I am super on board, super excited. It, you know, our job at the end of the day is to play volleyball no matter who we're up against and to win. So um, our goal is to win a Conference USA championship. And, and then whenever we move into the Sun Belt, whether it be, you know, next year or 23, then our goal is to win a Sun Belt Conference championship. And, and that's just what we're going to keep striving for. But it's a super competitive conference. It's a really tough conference um, full of some really great volleyball and really great coaches. So we're definitely excited. Every team recruits differently. Every sport recruits differently. For you, what are the short-term and long-term benefits? What does the Sun Belt do for you here in the next season, two seasons possibly? And then long-term, what is going to happen that you think is going to be tremendous for your program and prove what you're doing or help you? Sure. Um, I think like geographically, it will help us a lot. I think that, um, you know, the travel is pretty brutal in conference USA. And now that we're just in one, but like go down to Florida and then like, it's just a lot. Um, so I think that when you talk to kids about that, they don't necessarily love it. I do think that recruiting because recruiting is everything, right? Like, um, I think that you, you can pull people from a lot of different spaces because then, okay, you get to go home and play in front of your, your hometown once, um, you know, and, and you can pull teams that because they'll go back to 
play at Georgia Southern, maybe you can pull some kids from Atlanta because then, you know, they get to go play at home. So I think, I think long-term it helps us recruiting. I think short-term it also helps us, you know, recruiting because I think that there are a lot of schools that have a lot of um, things that maybe we don't and, and maybe we can start to get some of those things and push a little bit harder and get, um, and get to the standard that, that a lot of the schools in the Sun Belt have. And, and I think that's exciting, but I think more than anything short-term it's, it's changed and, and Conference USA has been dominated by Rice and Western for so long that hopefully our team gets to go in there and not have any – there's no past, right? So it's not, oh, we always beat this team or, oh, we always lose to this team. And, and you can't help that those things kind of build on no matter if coaches talk about it or not. So I think that for me it's, it's a fresh, beautiful beginning for us to be able to make a mark. And I think that that's just something that's rejuvenating for any team because you start with a freshman, maybe they've – beaten you know school x every single time and lost school y and then every time you go to that gym that's what you feel whether you mean to or not whether you talked about it or not and and i think that going into a different conference short term will be just a huge breath of fresh air for us to be able to start kind of you know laying more foundation for what we've got going on here ari agnes is with me the volleyball coach marshall university so from from now until the transition, you're recruiting now for the Sun Belt. When you go back out, when you talk to recruits, it's now you're recruit you're recruiting to the Sun Belt. That's the new focus, right? You know, going to be in Conference USA transition, but you're recruiting to hey, here's where we're going. Sure. Okay. Yeah, and I think I think also though, you know, Marshall's so unique that I don't know that it matters what conference we're in. Um, how we recruit, it won't. You know, we're still going to try to get the best kids out of every state, out of every region, out of every country. Um, and that's that's the goal. The the sell is that they get to come play here. They get to come play for our staff. They get to come play with our team. Um, so for me, you know, I don't I don't think that there's a uh, you know, I don't think that kids unless it's the Big Ten for volleyball. I don't think that athletes typically are like, I want to go play in that conference or a lot of West Coast kids. When I was out there, they just want to play in the pack didn't matter what school you just want to go there and I don't know that the kids that we get have that I think that we've got to attract them so that they know that they're getting the best academic resources the best care the best um you know push for volleyball and we will just continue to recruit the best of the best um and and whatever that looks like conference wise it's it's just that my job is to get every year a little bit better in the gym so I need to out recruit each kid in there every year every couple of years what no matter what conference we're in and I don't know if you can just outline exactly what things that maybe the Sun Belt, those programs have that you don't, that you might be able to get now. Is it more as a tangible? What what exactly? Is it something I can put my hands on and, and say, okay, I, I need I need new netting, just to use a very basic, <laughs> generic, uh, nondescript uh, example? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for most of them, and I haven't watched enough of them, there's there's more of a pull for floors and, and Terraflex and different stuff that they've got. And those are long-term big goals, but, but I think if we don't look big, right, then, then we'll just kind of fall the wayside and we'll fall behind the times. Um, could be gear, could be flashy shoes, could be, you know, there's, there's just a lot of the schools that are a little bit, um, I, I don't even want to say flashier, but I just think that they've just got some different resources that maybe conference USA hasn't had to have. And, and when you go into it, you have to compete within your conference because it's, it's not now what does Middle Tennessee have, right? It's what does Georgia Southern have? It's what does Troy have, you know? So I think that the conversation just gets a little different, which is going to make it exciting for us to try to 
to pick the brains of these coaches to see what they've got and how they operate and what they do and and to be able to hopefully fall right in line with that. But we're really taken care of here as well. I just think anytime there's change, there's an opportunity for growth. And if we're changing into a conference, let's grow into that conference. So maybe it is intangible and maybe it's tangible, but I'm not the person that comes in asking for the world, right? I want us to have enough to be competitive and to push because we really thrive on being the blue collar work ethic type of team. Um, but we will make sure that, that however we're doing that, that we are, we are pushing as hard as we can to be the best that we can so that we represent Marshall in the greatest light. Ari Agnes, Marshall's volleyball coach, FIU, it's this weekend, Henderson Center. What do the fans need to know? Tickets, all of that to get that place rocking for you this weekend. Come, 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 please. It is senior weekend. We have five stellar, amazing athletes that have gotten, you know, some of the most accolades um, and, and have really put their mark on this program. And I think just sending them out with a huge we appreciate you. You've, you've done some awesome things would just be awesome. And we need to win these. We have to win these in order to get into the conference tournament. So any, any kind of home support, fan support that we can get, we will take it. And I think it will just help push us forward. If we can get all of Marshall behind us and everybody there supporting us, it'll just it'll show the girls that, that we're in it and, and we can do it for sure. I'll talk to you soon, and when I mean that, I mean we're going to be talking about the conference tournament uh, next. So uh, that's uh, that's the next interview, the conference tournament. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you doing this once again. Thank you so much. Ari Agnes, my guest, the head coach of the Marshall Volleyball Team. Quick timeout, and we'll come back, and we'll wrap it up, put a nice little bow on it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. A lot going on this week. Basketball back in action on Sunday. The Thundering Herd previous Sunday defeating Davis and Elkins 113-72. With all of the conference news happening yesterday, uh, I did not overlook basketball. I had a chance to catch up with Tavion Kinsey, and we asked him when we were on the media availability, what was your performance like in that exhibition game? How would you grade yourself? Basically, Tavion said, okay. Uh, I think we <clears throat> we did pretty um, okay. I think our first exhibition game, we had a – at the beginning, we had a little bit of jitters. You know, you know we've been playing against each other for a long time, so – all we're used to knowing is how to guard each other right now, especially with us having a lot of new guys. They haven't experienced, you know, playing against somebody else um, at the collegiate level. So I think um, after, you know, getting this one exhibition under our game, um, it's definitely helped us out a lot. And uh, we're looking forward to this next one on Sunday. And then that should, you know, kind of push us into the season. So. Tavion looking to get his performance a, a little bit better. Don't forget, uh, we'll have all Marshall basketball action, regular season, postseason, right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And our sister station as well, 93.7, The Dog, Thundering Herd basketball football all season long. So we're pretty excited about the return of basketball. We're excited about the future of basketball as well. I don't think we've really talked too much about what Sunbelt basketball is going to look like. We've talked about the football side of things. I'm interested in just seeing 
just how fun this could be with James Madison, the school rumored to be the next target of, of the Sun Belt, Old Dominion. You have Appalachian State, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, Coastal Carolina. I mean, this could be pretty. This could be pretty fun. I think we'll see. That's going to do it for this edition. We'll be back tomorrow. My guest will be the head coach of the Marshall men's soccer team, Chris Grassy, as the Thundering Herd this weekend taking on FIU as well. FIU seems to be the, the last opponent for the herd for a lot of things. We'll talk about new ranking back at number one once again. Upcoming tournament, Thundering Herd's already one or two seed. Just got to figure where Marshall ultimately ends up. So we'll talk to the head coach himself. That's coming up tomorrow, Thursday. Tony Kemper, Marshall's basketball coach on the women's side, will join us on the program. We've got a full show every day of the week. Looking forward to it with you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.